We've approached Web3 from a lot of different angles so far. Co-creation, narrative design, decentralization, but today we're talking accessibility. Your metaverse, your rules. So how do we get there? Here to help me answer that question is Pearly Chen, Vice President at HTC. I sat down with Pearly to discuss the rise of Viveverse and the rise of a new creative class that includes us all. Welcome to This Story World Exists. I'm just going to quickly check with my producer. Things are going well. We're finding our footing still here. So uh, I just want, I, I'm being extra careful every time we hit record or anything like that. I just want to make sure my producer is, is happy. It's kind of like a marriage, right? A happy producer, happy producer, happy life, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's new to me. <laughs> okay. Probably because I self-produce mostly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, I'm not surprised. And that, that's a great yeah. way for us to start, Pearly. You, you're saying you're self-produced. I'm not surprised by you saying that. Uh, looking at your resume, I mean, you're, it's, it's nothing short of impressive. Your position at HTC, what you're doing with Vive, with the Viveverse. We were very lucky to, to see you speak at South by Southwest earlier this year. And that's what got us clamoring to get you on our podcast because not only is your resume impressive but your take on all of this your insight your your experience with all of this is the you're, you're you are exactly the kind of person that we want to uh with, with whom we want to explore and dive into this whole conversation so thank you so much just right off the bat thank you for being here today <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I think that was a bit too much praise. I'm about to blush and we can maybe end the podcast here. <laughs> no, that's okay. We'll just say we, we, we increase the saturation on your video. That's It's not you blushing. It's just more saturation on your video. Fantastic. Um, Thank you for the kind words. I'm, I'm glad oh, to be here. Oh, no, really. I, 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 I meant every word. So now with that said, I, I, I want to start pretty high level. Let's imagine we're flying at 30,000 feet over this conversation right now. Before we get into... Five, the five first. Let's zoom out. Let's talk about the metaverse. Okay, what 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 excites you the most about this right now? What what is it about the conversation, the space, the technology? What is it that that gets you up in the morning every day and just you know propels you to to dive deeper into this world? I think it is the idea that this will touch billions of people around the world at at a massive scale, like smartphone touches all of our lives in unprecedented ways. Uh, globally, uh, creating a lot of very welcome, uh, progressive, amazing changes that transform people's livelihoods, the way we interact, work, imagine ourselves and our connections with one another. This metaverse concept will be an evolution of today's mobile internet, except for that it's more immersive, more contextual, more relevant, more social. And so in this new uh, evolution of our digital interaction, everything can be much more interactive, relevant, and empowering to each one of us. And the idea that a technology platform shift of this scale is happening in front of our eyes and we all get to participate in the fun row of contributing to the shaping of that is what gets me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I, I, I agree. It, it almost feels like we are at a tipping point. I, it's funny you brought up smartphones because that's kind of that's how we have lived our Web 2 life. 
right? It really became the vehicle for us to create a life through social media, to interact with whether it's the news, whatever content compels us to create communities. I'm so fascinated by the way, as you mentioned, how all of that is going to evolve into Web3, the interactivity, like you said, this sort of creative class that is inheriting these new storytelling mechanisms, this ability to build like, like we never thought possible. I use the word build very specifically because, again, I was researching what you've been up to over the last months, years, and there was something on LinkedIn that you, you wrote. It might have just been you know a quick caption. I don't know if you remember saying this, or, or maybe this is something that you carry with you, like a mantra. It was build with a kind heart. Now, I love that sentiment because one thing that I've noticed about Web 2 and sort of the social media space is that it's a very reactive space. And my opinion is that in such a reactive space where people have perhaps taken ownership of things to a degree that it's become a little bit problematic, you try to find that room, that space to build with a kind heart. So I'm, I'm just curious about your take on that. What, what do you mean by building with a kind heart? Yeah, I think there's so many multiple layers when we talk about the idea of the metaverse, right? The Web3 is definitely one layer of it where the hope is that it can be more decentralized. Everyone can more equally participate, economically speaking, more so than the creators have, have done so in the Web2 era. The democratization of economic participation and creation of the next evolution of the internet is deeply empowering. And that's fantastic. There's also the user experience side of things where immersive interfaces like XR, VR, AR, mixed reality uh, will play a very important role where we get to spend our digital interaction in a much more enriched and relevant way than how we do so today in a rectangular phone that we hold in our hands. Think of it very simply as that, you know, the infrastructure of decentralization, economic participation, empowering creators, as well as immersive interface that can be assisted by AI to put creative tools into more people's hands. That becomes a very powerful concept where uh, more of us can create. The creativity can be unleashed um, only limited by imagination for everyone. And I love this concept, which is why I've been pretty prolifically in investing in, in these immersive creativity tools. Because oftentimes today, as we create 3D worlds or assets, it's a very technically challenging, high entry barrier type of work with very complex computer software uh, in a 2D interface. As we move into the concept of the metaverse, the, the hope and where I see a lot of builders build towards is these intuitive interfaces where you know you're assisted by AI you can you can very intuitively create worlds create assets uh, prototype experiences and allow people of all ages to create things that you might not even imagine today and from this wave and movement what I imagine is new livelihoods business models industries and economies will, will arise just like how mobile internet brought a lot of businesses that you, we probably possibly imagined before and this is incredibly incredibly exciting uh, concept. I mean, when I say build with a kind heart, that means, you know, how Vive, so this triangle, Vive, our logo, really means combining the best of our humanity 
with cutting edge technology to unleash human imagination. So cutting edge technology, you know, is, is no good without us putting the best of our ideals, higher, you know, hold ourselves to the highest ideals, the best of our humanity to make sure that we're building these tools, technologies and designing this future with the people in mind, the users in mind. So that this future, this open metaverse future, hopefully not wall gardens like Web2 has disappointed us once mm. about, um, this open future will be built by the people for the people, where people can prosper in a more egalitarian way. And with this comes with my favorite concept of abundance that that arises from the metaverse. Anybody can create, you know, the five-year-old to the 89-year-old. Anybody can traverse between different virtual worlds where they connect with one another, take care of themselves, and, and go on unimaginable experiences that is not possible in real life, learn in a much more effective way, and, and explore really just possibilities and abundance of life that is possibly not not existing today so this, this is kind of the big picture of what gets me excited about this future and how we're looking for founders and partners that are building with a kind heart and bold vision i love that you, when you were talking about the, giving the tools to create and to build i, I relate to that actually at, at a very personal level my son uh, is on the autism spectrum he's seven years old as part of his diagnosis, he has a language processing disorder. So he is not pre-verbal, he can speak, but um, it doesn't always come fluidly to him. There are things that we take for granted, the ability to communicate, for example, very transactionally, just, just like you and I are doing right now. This is a tool that we've been born with and we, we just use it almost mindlessly to, to communicate. That luxury doesn't come easily to him. That said, when I see him creating, for example, in Minecraft, which many will, will point to as one of those precursors of, of, a, of a visual example of creating in a metaverse, right, is, is this space where you're given these tools. There isn't a clear end goal in Minecraft in creator mode. You're simply building. And he has embraced that as a way to communicate, as a way to express himself. And it's become a social tool for him, a way to break down barriers that were either put up in front of him because of the language barrier. People marvel when they come over and see this seven-year-old boy and his otherworldly creations that he may not be able to put into words. But um, with the use of the tools that Minecraft has given him, he creates these complex uh, story worlds that I think give him a lot of agency. They help his anxiety. I will let him play Minecraft. You know, I, I obviously try to limit screen time, but when it comes to Minecraft, I view that almost as a wellness tool for him and a wellness tool for his parents, for my wife and I as well, to see him activating and, and developing agency and, and growing uh, in ways that we didn't think were possible because as kids, and we didn't have that experience, you know? So it's, it's amazing to watch. So we have the metaverse. We're going to fly a little bit at a lower altitude now. Let's talk about Vive. Let's talk about the Viveverse. What, what distinguishes the Viveverse in the metaverse? And then finally, how does wellness factor into it? Uh, that's a, num a few levels of questions. But first, I wanted to thank you for yeah. sharing your very personal story and how, how you see Minecraft and world building 
creativity as a therapeutic tool for your child as well as yourself. My seven-year-old daughter, funny enough, just came back from two weeks long of Minecraft camp where she she gets introduced to Minecraft and did Minecraft in the creator mode up all day for uh, two weeks. And I can see how much joy she's taken oh, in her introduction, introduction to computer programming, to world building, but as a tool of self-expression, absolutely, for children of, on all ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. This can be an extremely powerful tool for communication, self-expression, so community building, and finding yes. their their fluency as we go into the, the new century of, of metaverse building. So I find that very powerful and relatable. And on, on the other side of things, you know, this we'll go into later, but the metaverse or immersive technology is already making a difference in providing therapeutics for people, even children on the spectrum as well, given simulated environments to give them more confidence to deal with everyday situations. Uh, this can apply to different mental diseases, conditions, physical therapies, etc. There are so many therapeutic benefits that are so amazing we can already see today. Even if all of us are impatient to see this pipe dream of the metaverse uh, realized, the patient benefits already exist today. And that's extremely exciting and where I spent a lot of time thinking about investing in as well. You ask about the, the vivers and, and wellness, right? So vivers is really our interpretation of the open metaverse. I don't want anyone to think that it's another world garden. We don't need more world garden. No. We, we want a more open internet. This is the next evolution of the internet that can be accessed via any devices, whether you're an XR or a mobile device for today, or it's a PC or a laptop, or maybe who knows a TV or, or different devices. But the, the key here is accessibility. Anybody should be able to, to access easily, traverse between worlds easily without having to climb walls that are, you know, segregating a lot of uh, the, the great user experiences today, right? And that's kind of our ideal of what we hope to enable and in helping achieve. And so what Vivers you will see today is built on the WebXR. So any connected browser can invite users to enter into the Vivers, enjoy the various features that Vivers has to offer. And you specifically mentioned wellness, right? So I, yes. I with the introduction of Viveflow or immersive glasses, this was last year, what we wanted to communicate to the world is that technology has always seemed to be this tool to make us more of a productivity machine, to achieve more, to produce more, to stay more connected, to be always on. But oftentimes it neglects how we are feeling, how it makes me fe make us feel. And especially given the context of the pandemic through the past two and a half years now, burnout is very real in all corners, like affecting all demographics. But what we're hoping to say is that it's also time for us to design technology with people's mental wellness in mind. Mental wellness is just like your whole person health. It's physical, bio, social, it's mental. All of that is health and it shouldn't be taboo. It shouldn't take a back seat, especially in this context. And Vive Flow as immersive glasses was designed to, to work with such uh, mindful moments, a moment of self-care, right? Whether that's passive consumption of your media that relaxes you or it's a meditation tool that, that, that helps you relax, calm down, take care of your mental or sense sense of well-being, as well as many other uh, healthcare-related applications. And so we bring this spirit of self-care, self-love, a moment to yourself, a safe space, into the designing of Viverse as well. You'll see you know, a lot of the, the healthcare-related investments that I talked about and partnerships that we've been building into 
the center of, of Vivers. Vivers should be a, a place where people come, to, yes, to create, connect, to create, to be productive, but also find a, a way to take care of themselves. Um, whether it's meditating by yourself or meditating in the group, it's finding ways to, to have group therapy sessions. Um, I think this concept of taking care of yourself is paramount. And we wanted to make sure that that idea does not take a backseat and is always top of mind as we design this, this future open metaverse that we call the Vipers. And so, so that's extremely important to me personally and to, to all of us at Vive designing this future. That's fascinating. I love that because I think there's a temptation to think of VR as an entertainment experience. Yes. What you're describing is so much more nuanced and rich, and um, I love that. In fact, it reminds me of uh, of an anecdote that you gave during your South by Southwest talk. You were talking about your experience in Iceland, hiking the glacier. I love how you you're con- you connect this anecdote to what Vive can do to kind of break down barriers, make it more make experiences like, for example, a glacier in Iceland. More accessible. More accessible. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a big fan of outdoor adventures. I visited Iceland four times now. There's a specific glacier that I absolutely love, and I hiked it in person for three times now. Yeah. Uh, out of the four visits that I've taken to Iceland, I absolutely I'm just all inspired when surrounded uh, in in that environment. Um, but what VR can give me via Viveflow and this talented developer based in Reykjavik, Iceland, is to bring that into my bedroom. So what I do in the morning, waking up to a household of three young children, I try to take that moment for myself, <laughs> roll out of my bed, sit on my mat, put on my my Viveflow immersive yeah. glasses, and go to Iceland. Um, so it, of <laughs> course, the the real life version is so much better. I wish I can do that every day, but I don't live in Iceland. I don't live on the glacier. Um, and so, but but the possibility of having an incredible experience where you find, you know, as your happy and safe place where you can take a moment for yourself at the comfort of your bedroom every morning became a very important therapeutic routine for me to prepare myself for, for the long days and, and weeks ahead. Um, so this is just a small anecdote of how an immersive portals experiences have this magic of transporting because it really tricks your brain into thinking that you are somewhere else. You're no longer in your four, four walls. Yeah. You have flown or been transported into this amazing magical place whether that's a photorealistic version of the real life or whether that's a completely fantastical destination that doesn't exist in real life and that's really the magic of what virtual reality is i know how the dystopian version or all the sci-fi authors have depicted how those uh those destinations have become so addictive and amazing so so much so that people abandon their real life altogether because why would they (laughs) right the real life is the, the, the metaverse is so, so much better where you can be anyone you want to be and do anything you want to do and go anywhere you want to go. But I, I don't I don't quite buy into this concept. I feel that no matter how amazing and awe-inspiring these virtual experiences are, ultimately, as soon as you come back to your real life and appreciate these photons in, in your real environment, you still you still feel grateful that this is the, you know, we're breathing as living beings and living this amazing life. I feel that ultimately those amazing experiences in virtual augmented mixed reality makes us appreciate our real life interactions and real life experiences that much more. It just makes our digital life that much more enriched and much more relevant and effective and efficient and 
same for collaboration or pitching an idea or designing a product experiences, doing so in 3D immersive environment with the sense of shared presence is that much better than doing a lot of copy and paste in 2D uh, image sharing um, because we're inherent three-dimensional beings with all these senses, you know, they can be fully activated. Why would we be constrained to these rectangles that we were currently using? This is yeah. These are just some small examples of how um, this next evolution of the internet will be so amazing and so many more people can participate more naturally. I love that. As a fan of science fiction, I do have a soft spot for that kind of dystopian storytelling, but that's fiction. <laughs> I think in reality, totally with you, that the technology that will empower and enable metaversal experiences, um, whether it's augmented reality or VR, these will, I think, can become sort of extensions for, let's go back to meditation, best practices for meditation. I'm no expert. I'm no meditation expert. You, From the sound of it, you meditate more than I do. But <laughs> what meditation I have done, it seems that a recurring theme is to live in the moment, right? To find your moment, and or rather not even to find the moment, to, to come back to where you are currently right now. The way to get there is often to, to find a place that gives you a sense of tranquility, the happy place. In your case, it sounds like the glacier in Iceland is a happy place. I have a, a lake up, up north here in, in northern Quebec that where, where I go to, to canoe and fish and be with my kids and swim. That's a happy sounds place. That's amazing. Yeah. And I could imagine that I'm being asked when I'm going through a guided meditation experience, I'm being asked to go there. So my mind has to make has to make a certain leap in order to recreate that space in my mind in order to unlock the moment, quote unquote. With VR, I can I can be there. The yeah. practice yeah. of going to a happy place, the practice of finding the moment and living in the moment you're being given a tool that can perhaps expedite that process. I think so. And I, I also found it a little counterintuitive initially, right, to think about meditation as a close eye, quiet moment versus something in VR with so much audiovisual stimulation, whether th this uh, matches, right? But in fact, the ancient Tibetan um, meditation practice does allow for people to open their all of their senses, their eyes, their, their ears, and, and be fully immersed in the presence of all the surrounding nature and happenings. The practice of sitting still and trying to insert a blank sheet of paper in your mind against the monkey mind, the ruminating thoughts is very difficult for most people without significant years of experience and to reach that state where you can really benefit from the meditation practice. Whereas, you know, in virtual reality, you are already there with all this audio video environment that already puts you in the happy or safe space. I feel that it lowers actually, lowers a barrier for people to benefit, to access the benefit of meditation, of mindfulness. So it makes so much sense. And this is something that each of us, every one of us should be doing every day, even if it's taking four minutes or eight minutes or 20 minutes out of your day. And it's your mental hygiene, just like you work out, you should yeah. also, uh, these tools really make it that much more enjoyable and accessible. Uh, and that's why I'm ex personally a big fan of these applications. We have this space, we have, we have this technology. W why not? You know, it goes back to build with a kind heart. It goes back to, 
you were saying we have a responsibility to build a utopian version of the future. Now, I love that line. It sounds to me like that is a responsibility you are embedding in your approach to the technology that you are making available in order to access the viverse or, or as the broader metaverse. How do you approach your day-to-day operations um, maintaining, never losing sight of that responsibility? Yeah. We all take a front seat and direct responsibility in building this future that will be our children's future. And so I find it no-brainer, and it's it should be on all of our top of mind to feel a purpose of participating in this building of, of that future, to insert more of our highest ideals of ourselves, of how we want to build you know, the, this digital future, yes, but how that will spill over to the real society um, and how our children will live their lives. Mm. I see founders with the bold vision, the kind heart, building with exactly that in mind is how their technologies and product services are touching people's lives in a positive way. This is the kind of values and the, the hustle and the vision and the convictions that we all should be celebrating more. It's not necessarily just maximizing shareholder values or profits. It's the externalities for people's lives around our communities at this global society at large. And that's why openness, right, hopefully will, I think, address some, some of that. I think for people to come together and have an opportunity to to build without boundaries. Mm -hmm. So whatever that we feel let down by and disappointed by the previous generation of internet, um, whether that's mobile, whether that's wall gardens, whether that's concentration of wealth, inequality and division, um, you name it. Uh, Hopefully in this this next generation, we get to, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, remove a lot of that, designing business models, monetization pathways that remove some of these concerns, even if we're not achieving utopia, which is possibly overly naive, but we do have that responsibility to deliver more of the utopian version than the dystopian version that we are already very familiar with in science fiction. That's my take on it. I love that. It's it's um, this idea of the metaverse being decentralized as sort of and, and inherited by the creative class, very co-created, new economic models new ways to to live experiences, new ways to create. That seems like fertile ground to build better, to be better, because it's an opportunity for everyone to be on the ground floor. We're providing everyone with the tools to become storytellers. Now, I know that there are people who come from a deeply cynical place when they create. That exists. We know that. Web 2 seems to be something where we can and will actively go out to engage with something that we don't like or worse, that we hate. It's that notion of toxic fandom, right, Is or gatekeeping. In Web 3, in the metaverse, my feeling is that if you're given the tools to create, if you're given the tools to tell a story as an individual with, with individuals that are like-minded, that co-creation notion, I feel like there's a natural inclination to go towards the things you love. And so the communities that are being built in the metaverse, perhaps, and again, this is utopian, but this is my hope. This is my hope for for a utopian future is toxic fandom kind of taking a backseat. And people, now that they feel empowered, now they have this agency to build and create with others, 
are, are simply focusing and living in a space with the things that they love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, on today, text, text or video based uh, social interactions, it's it's probably easier for people to to be toxic and divisive and demagogic behind a screen versus versus, you know, in the presence, in the immersive presence of others. Um, I feel that it's possible that we would let our better angels lead. That is the hope. Of course, we're no, no technology platform is immune by toxic and bad behaviors. But hopefully by bringing us closer together in a you know, more visceral sense, less of those behaviors will be tolerated and more of our better behaviors will come forth. And, and that translates a lot of these energy into creativity, into productive pursuits, into sharing love and compassion uh that's my utopia yeah yeah well i'll meet you there for yeah <laughs> <laughs> as you as i mentioned earlier here at uh, the story world exists we we're here on behalf of our creative agency yhp group we are an engagement agency we plan events we dabble in in gamification models and we uh we, we've got all kinds of things going on over but at the heart of everything is we work with brands. What I want to do is I want to kind of end this conversation with some, some best practices and some insight into the kinds of brands that you've been working with. Uh, your role, and, and I know as, as one of the foundational principles at Vive, is this idea of, of empowering startups, creating partnerships, working with other brands. My first question to you is, what are those startups that you are discovering? What are some trends that you're noticing? You know, whether it's spiritually, we talked about building with a kind heart. Is that something that you find as a common thread? Is there a technological approach? I'm curious about if you could sort of paint me a profile of the types yeah. of partnerships that you've been noticing over the, the recent time. I think I've mentioned a lot of this already. I care a lot about how the metaverse makes us feel. So wellness, whether that's mental health, that's physical wellness, a whole person wellness. I care about healthcare applications that Mm -hmm. that that make us healthier and and feel better. And so some of the recent investments include Trip, right? The therapeutic, the metaverse, mindful metaverse creator based in Los Angeles, built by Nanea Reeves, that you know allows anyone to go tripping (laughs) from the comfort of their their own home and in these fantastical, amazing worlds uh and you can also do that in the group setting as well with their recent acquisition of evolver so this nanea is an example of a strong founder with that conviction of what this should be the mindful metaverse how we should share love and compassion with one another how we should focus on this application to bring out the best version of everyone and that's very very aligned with how i think about this so i think she's a perfect example then there's XR Health, which is immersive therapeutics uh, provider that allows patients to access physical therapy, occupational therapy, ADHD, and many other chronic uh, conditions, whether that's pain management or others, inside virtual reality, treated remotely by clinicians, all from the comfort of their own homes. So again, that eliminates the access problem, that uh, increases the engagement, interest, alignment, compliance, and ultimately patient outcome. Uh, for for conducting therapy this way. So again, another very, very, I think, useful 
uh, application that we already see benefits today. And then, so many companies in this realm of uh, health and wellness that I care deeply about and continue to invest very actively. There are many of these examples in the portfolio. On the other side, I'm very excited about this creator uh, creativity concept that we talked at length about. So lots of these immersive creativity tools that you see some examples like Masterpiece, like Shapes XR, but also many new ones that you'll see that I, I think ultimately putting creative tools into people's hands to allow them to create things, whether that's an asset, an experience, or um, whether whether that's a, a music performance or, or yeah. other things, right? There are many different things. And the technologies and platforms and communities that enable more of these creativity activities in, in, in this future, I'm highly interested in. So these are some of the, the pillars that I, I find myself looking more into. And of course, there's more experiential, experimental, uh, future-looking technologies that blends you know, physical digital, more world-scale ARs, all kinds of technologies in, in the, the you know, a little bit more out there future, whether that's brain machine interfaces or, or else. Ultimately, you know, we want this again to be the cutting edge technology combined with our the best of our humanity, with our kind hearts to unleash human imagination so, so that our utopia <laughs> can be accessible for everyone. So I think that I'm pretty single minded about this and anything that I think would be productive in helping us achieve that I'm interested in looking at. I love that. We're connecting yeah. dots. You see, the yeah. whole, our whole conversation is yeah, coming, totally we're, we're the same landing. thing. <laughs> yes. We started at 30,000 feet. Now we're landing, Curly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, okay. So, so let's say now, um, and this will be my last question of, uh, of the day. I want us to imagine that I'm a startup. Okay. Let's say I have some, some kind of activation or some kind of technology that will activate in the health sector. I think it could really be transformative and I want to pitch this to you. What are you looking for in that first conversation? It's conviction. Conviction. It's both vision so and kind heart. I need to be able to see both, right? But it's also the conviction, right? It's especially, yeah. you know, for founders, it, it's a very, it's the difficult journey. It's like glass eating every day kind of journey. So I need to be able to see the conviction. What, what will make you plow through the mud and the desert walk and everything to, to achieve possibly a pain that you personally lived through. But yeah. but that's not necessarily the case. But the, no, the conviction, the, the vision, the bow vision, the, the, the kind heart. I think all of that is is the starter, and then and then just this logical common sense that that makes a business business work, right? And so yes, operational of capability, course. a team Absolutely. building capability, and all your usual venture investing type of checklist. Yes, but I think I start from the premise that we talked about. I love that. I yeah. love that you start from a spiritual place. Because, <laughs> well, and, and spiritual in that very holistic way, not in like a, a, a religious way or anything like that, but but mm-hmm. more in that like. It's about a mindset. Yeah. It's about, again, conviction, which is a feeling, how you feel and, and what kind of feeling this will provoke or will inspire. I love this. We've come, we've come full circle here, Pearly. This is yeah, amazing. Totally, totally. Yeah, totally. This is yeah. great. Um, well, well, I, I hope, uh, you know, I, well, I don't hope, I, I think, uh, or I know that our, our listeners at home are going are gonna to take, take heed of that advice because someone from, with your background, with your experience, with your talent, with your vision, I mean, uh, to hear that coming from you is both, I would say, to some degree, reassuring, because it's nice to know that um, sp- that speaking to people who are this deep in the endeavor, that you have uh, you remain grounded in that emotional 
space. But of course, nonetheless, that, uh, that we have our, our due diligence and our essential notes to hit as well, the, the business end, if you will. It's nice to see that balance. I think that can, that's going to be very inspiring for people to hear that. So with that said, uh, I, I want to thank you. I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to chat with you, Pearlie. I'm going to be following Vive and the Viveverse closely because something tells me that this is a big year for you guys. I'm really excited and, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks very much for having me. You can check out more and more of the founder stories on my podcast, Shameless okay. Plug, Good Vibes with Vibe. I interview and feature some of my founders in the portfolio on these conversations about how these technologies that they're building are making a difference in people's lives. Awesome. You, you heard that here, folks. Good Vibes with Vibe. Definitely give that a listen. Uh, to continue this conversation, probably the best way would be to check out uh, Pearlie's podcast, uh, Good Vibes with Vibe. I love that. Rolls off the tongue. Thank you, um, Mike. Pearlie, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. You too.